0: Welcome to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. I'm Steve Casillo with the July 26th, 2023, 183rd edition, always broadcasting from the Selmark Studios along with Colleen Daniel and the About Mansfield News team. Coming up today, as always, it's Mansfield News and Talk.
1: And a little later in the episode, you will have a chance to win a $25 gift card to a Mansfield restaurant of your choice with our Mansfield trivia question, courtesy of Joe Jenkins Farmer's Insurance. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. Jury sentences Timberview Shooter to 12 years in prison.
0: Polish up your bowling shoes. We'll talk about it on a moment with the mayor. Nonprofit charity names a new executive director.
1: And in the talk segment, Steve talks with local music legend, Dr. Scott Farrell. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is About Mansfield.
2: Are you ready to create Unforgettable memories? Picture this, an enchanting event venue nestled amidst breathtaking landscapes with panoramic views right here in Mansfield. The Grandview Event Center is the perfect setting to bring your vision to life. From intimate gatherings to large-scale extravaganzas, the Grand View has flexible spaces to accommodate any occasion, be it a wedding reception, corporate Christmas party, or community gathering. Book your next unforgettable experience at thegrandviewmansfield.com. That's thegrandviewmansfield.com. The Grandview Event Center, where memories are made and dreams become reality. Book your event today.
0: Hey, it's Steve Casillo, and we all remember the storm that blew through our town back in June that pelted this community with baseball-sized hail. It did a ton of damage around Mansfield, including my own roof. Regular listeners to About Mansfield have heard Paul Duncan's commercials for Trinity Roofing and Construction, and after the storm, I reached out to him, and boy, am I glad that I did. From the first call to Paul, to working with the crew leader, the scheduling department, and the entire construction team, and how it all played out with my insurance company, working with Trinity Roofing and Construction was a breeze. It's easy to see why they're a platinum preferred contractor with Owens Corning with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. So if you're thinking on replacing your roof, look no further than Trinity Roofing and Construction. They're a Mansfield-based company, and you can find them on the web at Trinity trinityroofingconstruction.com. Again, that's Trinity
3: trinityroofingconstruction.com. No matter your familiarity with buying or selling real estate, having an experienced, trusted advisor on speed dial is priceless. The Roger and Beth team of Century 21 Judge Fight is here to be that resource for you. Whether you're buying right here in Mansfield or your dreams are taking you elsewhere, we are ready to help you with turning that vision into a reality. To learn more, visit our website at homesinmansfield.com. That's homesinmansfield.com.
4: Hi, I'm Carmen McMillan, Executive Director of Mansfield Mission Center, inviting you to make our thrift store your one-stop for shopping, donating, and volunteering. When neighbors buy your donations, the proceeds help other Mansfield neighbors in need with free services including financial assistance, employment help, food, medical, dental, and vision care. Voted Best Thrift Store in 2019 by Living Magazine, the Mansfield Mission Center Thrift Store is located at Broad and Walnut Creek. For more details, visit our website at Mansfield mansfieldmission.org. That's mansfieldmission.org.
0: Yeah, we thought we'd give that PSA one more spin before Carmen Harris steps down from the Mission Center next week. Let's do this one, too.
4: Hi, I'm Carmen McMillan, Executive Director of Mansfield Mission Center, and you're listening to About Mansfield.
0: This portion of the news is brought to you by the Grand View Event Center.
1: Welcome back to About Mansfield. We, the jury, having found the defendant, Timothy George Simpkins, guilty of the offense of
5: criminal attempt to commit capital murder, this punishment at confinement in the Institutional Division of the Texas Department of Criminal Justice for a period of 12 years, and in addition to such confinement, assess a fine of $6,000.
0: A Tarrant County jury convicted 20-year-old Timothy Simpkins of attempted capital murder last week for a 2021 shooting at Timberview High School. The two-day sentencing hearing started on Friday, and the jury returned on Monday to hear testimony from Simpkins himself.
6: I understand what I feel was wrong. Very, very wrong. And I'm sorry, I'm truly sorry. (laughs) I just asked for another chance. Probation, max probation, the worst, the probation possible. Yeah. Yeah. Are you just, are you just now showing your remorse today? No, ma'am.
7: Have you shown your remorse throughout
6: this, this,
0: the day it happened? Yes, ma'am. Prosecuting attorney Lloyd Welsh followed up on Simpkins' request for probation.
8: you told asked the jury to give you a very restrictive probation? most restrictive there is? Yes, Call sir. Yes, sir. You had that while you were on bond and you failed. Do you agree?
0: Yes, sir.
8: But you want them to do it if you get another chance? Yes, sir. Even though at every opportunity you continue to fail?
0: Yes, sir. Simpkins stayed on the stand for over 90 minutes and fielded questions from the state prosecutor who recalled a shooting incident at a local gas station that Simpkins was involved in just days before the shooting at Timberview. Simpkins admitted to bringing a gun in a holster to Timberview up to seven days in a row leading up to the shooting of a teacher and two students. After the sentencing was handed down, teacher and shooting victim Calvin Pettit concluded the proceedings by addressing Simpkins face to face.
6: I'd also like to make it abundantly clear that not a single person in this courtroom was happy to hear your sentence. I've prayed continuously that you don't receive a life sentence in prison. Your life is valuable and you do deserve a second chance, but not right now. October 6, 2021 will be the day you, Zach, Shania, Ms. Altman, myself, and everyone else involved will remember for the rest of our lives. A day in which we all lost our peace, our freedom, and our livelihood. For those things, I do feel your pain and suffering. However, for the pain and suffering you have inflicted upon the people I love, I'm not sure if I can forgive you. Your choices on that day have completely stripped me of the ability to return to work and make a positive impact on students. On a daily basis, I'm riddled with lasting effects of PTSD, anxiety, depression, irritability, and a genuine fear of being in loud, crowded, or public spaces. What I once hoped to be my lifelong career as an educator abruptly ended in a tragic and violent manner, and I am now faced with finding a new meaning and purpose for my life, and I still have no idea what I will do. Your actions and attempts to avoid consequences through a false narrative of bullying are cowardly and shameful, but by the grace of God, Zach, Shania, and I are still alive today. I do not hate you. I do not harbor a great amount of resent for you, but I am extremely hurt by what you did to me and my friends and family.
0: Timothy George Simpkins, guilty of attempted capital murder for the shooting at Timberview High School, sentenced to 12 years in prison, and a fine of $6,000. The Mansfield City Council held a regularly scheduled meeting on Monday evening. We call this a moment with the mayor. The following opinions of those of Michael Evans may not necessarily reflect those of the Mansfield City Council. As we say every other Tuesday... Mayor Michael Evans, top of the morning.
7: Good morning, sir. It is good to be here with you today.
0: Let's recap what happened last Monday night at the council meeting. You started with uh, recognition uh, to my friends out there at the farmer's market.
7: You know what? We did. We recognized some good people, Amanda and Brandon Mancuso, for their efforts at the farmer's market. Now located at the lot, we appreciate the great work that they do, my friend. And uh, we also recognized the hard work of our summer interns. These young adults have—they've uh, learned a lot, I'm sure, about uh, their local government this season. And you know what? All of them said that they wanted to come back. So I, yeah. I think that's a good thing. We didn't run them off; we attracted them uh, to uh, Mansfield and to working for our municipality. Got to love those
0: interns. Yes, you do. All right. Then you got into something really exciting. It's I, you know everybody's been been wanting yearning for entertainment in mansfield and this sounds awesome
7: you know what we are getting a new location for residents to actually enjoy bowling bowling yes mini golf mini golf more, but putt I'm, putt. I'm telling you we're just we're just bustling with activity. So, City Council, what we did was we approved an economic development agreement with High Five Entertainment uh, to build an entertainment center right here in our town. Now, Steve, you and maybe others, those who are listening, they may have been to the uh, High Five in Austin. Uh, We know a lot of people have, and we know a lot of folks who wanted this kind of a place in Mansfield, and we are happy to bring it with a plan to be completed, By the end of 2024, we're looking forward to some great fun, great entertainment. I tell you what, things are opening up in Mansfield.
0: I tell you what. <laughs> let's uh well then you started getting serious tax abatement agreements uh w- what was that all about
7: well you know what in order to attract businesses to Mansfield uh, what our council did was approve the use of tax abatement agreements now th- this is just one more tool that we can use uh, to uh, recruit desired businesses and industry to Mansfield and this will provide good jobs uh goods and services uh, for our community so actually what we're doing is we're laying it out people can go to the Website And if they want to relocate here to Mansfield, they can say, hey, these are some possible incentives that will help my business to plant here, grow here and prosper here. And we are really excited about that.
0: This came up on social media last night. Is or first of all, what is and then is a neighborhood empowerment zone good for Mansfield?
7: Yes, it is very good for Mansfield because this will allow us to increase economic development development economic development and the quality of social services, education, public safety uh, to the residents uh, in these zones. And what we're doing is we are incentivizing development and, in some cases, redevelopment and revitalization. Now, this is important because when you uh, increase or enhance the tax base, we know what that does. That takes the tax burden off of those of us who live in Mansfield. And uh, it makes for a a beautiful city, a well-rounded economy. So, yeah, this is a really good thing. And the zone will run along the highways that run through our city and the uh, downtown district. So um, we are future focused in making sure that Mansfield is a beautiful place to live, learn, play, uh, not just now, but well into the future. Let's talk about some zoning
0: changes, one along uh, 1187, the other at South Point.
7: We approved a zoning change on uh, FM 1187 for a planned development district. And and what it'll do is it'll contain uh, mixed office uses. We also approved a zoning change for the South Point property at U.S. 287 and 360. Now, they plan to bring a mixed-use development. That will include a large green space. Also, it's going to be a nice-sized pond there, hoping that people will will go fishing there, those folks who live in the South Point area. We're talking about bringing plenty of retail. So uh, we knew that that area was going to be growing and developing, and uh, here we are. It's going to be a beautiful space, Steve. Then you got into the consent
0: agenda, seven items. I'm just going to tee it up. You knock it down the fairway. What happened uh, with the consent agenda?
7: Well, we approve seven uh, consent agenda items: an agreement with Mauser Electronics, a uh, eight hundred and twenty-two thousand five hundred dollar contract with AAA Time Saver Services. This is for restroom additions and concession building renovations at the Skinner Sports Complex. Also, a uh, two hundred twenty-four thousand two hundred and sixty dollar contract with Kimley Corn and Associates to prepare. Here we go. Railroad quiet zones. Yay for Walnut Creek Drive, Broad Street, and Wisteria. Some of you, like me, who live clear across town, yeah. can still hear the whistle of the uh, of the train coming through. So, so this is finally for the development of quiet zones, and the quiet zones will reduce the need for trains to blow their horns at these intersections at all times of the night.
0: So, no more. I hear the train
7: a coming <laughs> You know what? Uh, for some of us, yeah. <laughs> for some of us. I'm okay. not going to promise. All right. But for some of us. And also a $265,000 contract, again, with Kim LaCorn, to uh, prepare improvements at the East Broad Street and Wisteria intersection. And, and by that, we mean uh, putting, putting a light there. Many people have called for that for a long time. Time, so there'll be a lights there and and a uh, crosswalk there, so people can uh, cross street safely and a hundred and eighty two thousand dollars contract with uh, Teague, Knoll and Perkins to uh, prepare Elizabeth Lane for public bidding and construction, and also during the work sessions, we received an update. On the 88th state legislative session and discussed fiscal year 2024, budget, and believe it or not, sir, that was it.
0: And out by 9 o'clock.
7: We were out by 9 o'clock doing the folks' business. We started at about 3 p.m. and wrapped it up. So, yeah, we did a little work. It it wasn't
0: one of those uh, two-hour work days. No,
7: never that.
0: (laughs) That's a moment with the mayor, Michael Evans. Let's do it again in two weeks.
7: I look forward to seeing you, sir. You have a great rest of the day and a great week, sir.
0: The Mansfield Mission Center announced on Sunday that Brian McFadden will become the new executive director of the nonprofit charity. With over 20 years experience as the Compassion Pastor at Rush Creek Church, McFadden brings a wealth of knowledge and passion for helping under-resourced families in both domestic and international communities. At Rush Creek Church, he has played a key role in developing outreach centers and implementing various initiatives to support families in need. Under McFadden's leadership, Mansfield Mission Center aims to expand its outreach programs and strengthen its commitment to empowering under-resourced families within the Mansfield ISD community. McFadden takes the helm of the Mansfield Mission Center officially on August 7th, while outgoing Executive Director Dr. Carmen Harris pursues a career in education at UTA. If you have a comment about the show, the news, whatever's on your mind locally, the good, the bad, the ugly, what's on your mind, you can reach us by voicemail at 817-435-2938. That's 817-435-2938. Give it a call. Maybe your voice will wind up right here on the podcast.
1: Coming up after the break, we turn the page to the features section. Energy
9: drinks, are they safe? I'm Angel Biasati with Methodist Mansfield Medical Center. Which one is good for you? We'll talk about the best one to choose, In Methodist Mansfield, News to Know. I'm Beth
4: Steinke, and today we're going to provide some important cautions to renters on the Mansfield Real Estate Report.
8: In this week's Cocktail of the Week, I'll be talking about a cocktail that will have you thinking, where have you been my whole life?
1: We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield.
3: This portion of the news was brought to you by the Grand View Event Center. The housing market is evolving as interest rates rise to meet inflation. Speculation abounds as to what the future may hold. Do you have a trusted advisor? The Roger and Beth team at Century 21 Judge Fight should be your first call in all matters concerning real estate and the market. We specialize in residential real estate for both buyers and sellers. With industry partners across North America, our resources and expertise can turn the home you've been envisioning into a reality. Visit our website at homesinmansfield.com to learn more. That's homesinmansfield.com.
6: I'm Philip Washington, Chief Investment Officer of Stonehill Wealth Management and host of the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. First book I read in college was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it changed my life. And since then, I've read tons and tons of books on money. And what I've done is taken those lessons simplified them and i talk about those lessons on the podcast wealth building made simple so come hang out with us we're on every major platform apple Podcasts, spotify and on youtube wealth building made simple
1: congratulations to sheila betzel who was the first person to correctly answer last week's mansfield trivia question in what year was the railroad trussle near north street built Sheila knew that even though 1906 is stamped on it, the railroad trestle was built in 1885, and she has won a $25 restaurant gift card. By the way, 1906 is when the trestle was refurbished. When we come back, this week's trivia question. This is about Mansfield.
7: At Methodist Mansfield Medical Center, we've been caring for our home team for over 15 years. Today, you'll find award-winning physicians on the medical staff, advanced neurosurgery, a Level 3 trauma center, critical care for newborns, and comprehensive orthopedic care. Methodist Mansfield, delivering the care our friends, neighbors, and home team depend on. That's community and why so many people trust Methodist.
0: Hey, it's Steve Casillo. I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. 3.0 it's where we record and produce the about mansfield podcast episodes what started out as an audio only studio podcast mansfield is now a full service audio and video recording studio complete with custom green screen backgrounds two high definition cameras editing mixing and mastering capabilities and we can also help market your podcast podcast mansfield is home to such great locally produced shows such as wealth building made simple we are TPM and Wealth Think Tank Television, just to name a few. So, whether you're a hands on person or just need a place to record your podcast or need advice from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is here to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway, just off of 287, right here in Mansfield, mention the About Mansfield podcast. And you get to record your first episode at no charge. For more information on starting your podcast, or if you're looking for a better place to record, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at
8: podcastmansfield.com. Hi, this is Joe Jenkins with Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance, specializing in auto, home, commercial, and life insurance. I was born and raised here in Mansfield, Texas. We're active in the community, and Mansfield's a town we really care about. Our office has over 30 years' experience in the insurance industry, and we're passionate about what we do and about customer service. For a free quote, please visit our website at jojenkinsinsurance.com or give us a call at 817-472-6058. Once again, that website is joejinkinsinsurance.com.
0: It is time right now, this very second, don't go away because it's time for the highly coveted, wildly popular About Mansfield trivia question. If you are the first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com, you will receive a $25 gift card to a Mansfield restaurant of your choice. It's brought to you by Joe Jenkins Insurance. Whether you're looking for homeowners, auto, commercial, or any other type of insurance, Joe has helped Mansfield area residents understand the insurance coverage that best fit their needs since 2010. And you can find him on the internet at joejankinsinsurance.com. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen.
1: Well, Steve, we don't have to go too far back in time for this week's question. The Mansfield ISD Center for the Performing Arts is a multi-purpose facility which includes a 5,500-seat performance hall, a large banquet area, and three computer labs. This week's question is, in what year did the Mansfield ISD Center for the Performing Arts open? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, in what year did the Mansfield ISD Center for the Performing Arts open? Good luck, and thanks to Joe Jenkins Insurance for the gift card.
10: Hi, I'm Haley Hudson, and you're listening to About Mansfield.
1: Welcome back to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. Let's open up the features section. Angel Biasati is here with information on energy drinks in today's Methodist Mansfield News to Know. Angel?
9: With so many energy drinks on the market, and some with the caffeine equivalent of six sodas, how do you know which one is good to choose? Weight loss nurse
2: practitioner Ashley Attaway. What is the healthiest drink? Energy drinks are often grabbed to help people get through a long day a big test coming up, an all-nighter they have to get through, or a big game. People drink them because they have much more caffeine than coffee. Coffee has an average of 100 milligrams of caffeine, and most energy drinks have 200 milligrams. That's double the amount in coffee or more. First, it may be in your best interest to choose a brand with less caffeine and less sugar. And be sure that you don't have allergies to taurine, guarana, or L-carnitine that may have some nasty side effects. Some energy drinks are also loaded with vitamins and minerals. If you have to consume an energy drink, do so on a full stomach so you don't have gastrointestinal issues and keep the caffeine level under 400 milligrams per day. The popular Bang energy drink has 300 milligrams of caffeine in one 16-ounce serving. Celsius has 200 milligrams, and others have less than 100 milligrams. So look for the energy drinks that have less caffeine and don't overconsume caffeine. An overconsumption of caffeine can cause headaches, insomnia, nervousness, irritability, muscle tremors, and rapid heartbeat. Also, look at the sugar content in energy drinks. Monster has 54 grams, or a quarter cup of sugar. The daily recommended intake of added sugar is less than 25 grams for women and 36 grams for men. So one can of Monster is more than your entire day's worth of added sugar.
9: What are some better alternatives to get your energy up
2: without using energy drinks that can be found naturally? My best advice is to stay hydrated and get enough water. Our bodies are 50 to 70% water and our brains are 90% water. Without enough water, we will never be able to function at the ability we need. You should consume at least 8 8-ounce glasses of water. This is a good estimate. If you're working out or sweating excessively, you will need more water. Check the color of your urine. If it's a dark yellow, you need to consume more water. The lighter the color, the more hydrated you are. Another natural energy drink is tea. Green tea and black tea have higher levels of caffeine. Tea also has antioxidants, which help protect against free radicals and may help protect against heart disease, cancer, and other chronic diseases. Fresh juice or 100% juice may also provide energy from its natural sugar. There's still a lot of sugar, so you only need one 8-ounce glass a day. You will also find a lot of vitamins Minerals, and antioxidants in a glass of juice. Real whole fruit is always the best because you have fiber that helps with keeping you full. You could also, instead of juicing the fruit, blend it, and you would retain some of its fiber. Blending it with spinach and other vegetables or nuts is a great healthy snack with lots of energy boosting ingredients. Coffee overall is a good energy boosting drink. It has natural caffeine and even some of those antioxidants that help keep us healthy. Another way to boost your energy is to get enough sleep. I really know how difficult this can be, especially being a parent, but getting that six to eight hours of sleep is so beneficial to our bodies being able to function. As much as possible, making sure you get enough sleep will be a game changer to how you feel. Sometimes we forget to eat and using an energy drink to supplement our diet will mess up your blood sugar and cause us to have highs and lows. If you really wanna boost your energy, Eat a protein and carb together for a healthy, energy-boosting snack. Thank you, Ashley, for giving us
9: tips on what can help us get more energy. That's Methodist Mansfield News to Know. I'm Angel Biasati, reporting for the About
1: Mansfield podcast. Realtor Beth Steinke is here with important tips for renters
4: in the Mansfield Real Estate Market Update. Beth, renting is hard. And today, it's even harder and more expensive than ever. But even more than that, searching for a rental can be full of pitfalls and scams. A few months ago, I received a phone call about a property we had listed for sale. The young lady on the phone explained that she was moving to the area from out of state and had placed a deposit on this rental, but couldn't reach the landlord. It broke my heart to tell her that the home was not listed for rent and that she was likely the victim of a scam. So not only did she lose thousands of dollars, she also didn't have a place to live. This old adage is absolute truth in the rental market today. If it looks too good to be true, it probably is. Here are three things to watch for if you or someone you know is in the market for a rental. Your first clue that something is wrong is if the house looks amazing online, but the rent is lower than the competition anyone can put a rental online, even scammers. You'll find these primarily on Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist, but they also will put them on other websites that look very official like Zillow or Hotpads. Those websites do not fact check or verify listings. You're going to get really excited and in a hurry to get your application in on this too good to be true deal, easily overlooking clues that this could be a scam. The second clue is if the person that you're talking with says the owner is a friend and asked him or her to assist with getting their place rented for them while they are away. But the big clue is that they are not a real estate agent. This is a common approach, and they seem sincere and legitimate. They may even have keys to show you the property, likely obtained illegally or even by breaking in and changing the locks. The third clue that you are dealing with a scammer is that they cannot show you the property at all. Maybe they are out of town or haven't received the keys yet, or any number of other excuses. They may urge you to get your application and deposit in quickly to beat the competition. This one is especially prevalent for renters moving from other markets who are having to rent sight unseen, like the young lady that called me. Scammers will take homes listed for sale on public websites, reuse the pictures, post the fake rental listing, and then steal personal information and money from would-be renters. So what can you do? Number one, do a quick internet search of the address. If it comes up on all of the real estate sites as being for sale or even recently sold, then you'd better ask some additional questions. Number two, is the contact person a licensed real estate agent? You can search for license information on the Texas Real Estate Commission website. If they are a licensed agent, you can be comfortable knowing that they are offering a legitimate property for rent. It's okay to ask them, too. Licensed real estate agents have to abide by all the state laws and regulations and could face losing their license if they do not. A realtor has an even higher ethical standard to uphold. Not all real estate agents are realtors. Lastly, You can choose to work with a licensed real estate professional to represent you as you find a rental. You don't have to go it alone. Realtors have access to properties listed in the MLS, and if it's not listed in the MLS, they will work with their clients to ensure that everything looks like it's on the up and up. Speaking of asking questions, do not be afraid to ask a lot of questions to the contact person on that rental listing. And listen carefully for clues that just don't add up. Moving is already stressful, and falling victim to a scam is a nightmare. Go into the process with your eyes wide open, knowing what to look for, and most importantly, with your real estate professional by your side. Are there real estate topics you want to learn more about? Send us a message, info at com. For the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Beth Steinke with Century 21 Judge Fight. Shaken or stirred, either way, you know it's going to be good, as
1: Brian Certain serves up a twist of France in the cocktail of the week.
8: Brian. This week's Cocktail of the Week is the French Martini. Several weeks ago, I started a new series on cocktails that I found on TikTok, and this week's cocktail is from Everyday Cocktail. The French Martini is a delightful cocktail that combines the elegance of a classic martini with a tropical twist. This exquisite drink, typically served in a chilled martini glass, is crafted with a blend of vodka, pineapple juice, Chambord, or raspberry liqueur, and a pinch of salt. The French martini's harmonious fusion of ingredients creates a tantalizing taste that appeals to both the cocktail enthusiast and those seeking a touch of French sophistication. The French martini emerged in the 1980s as a creation of bartender Keith McNally, who aimed to infuse the taste of France into the classic martini. Drawing inspiration from the French elegance and culinary tradition, McNally combined vodka, pineapple juice, and Chambord, a raspberry liqueur, to create a unique, refreshing libation. The addition of a pinch of salt adds a subtle depth to the drink, enhancing its overall flavor profile. The French martini swiftly gained popularity, becoming a beloved cocktail among those who appreciate a great, fruity, sophisticated cocktail. To craft the perfect French martini, you need the following ingredients, vodka, pineapple juice, chambord, and a pinch of salt. Vodka in neutral spirit serves as the foundation for this cocktail, ensuring a smooth and balanced base. Pineapple juice, with its tropical and tangy characteristics, brings a delightful sweetness to the mix. Chambord, a luxurious raspberry liqueur, adds a touch of elegance and complexity, infusing the cocktail with fruity notes and a subtle hint of berries. The addition of salt might seem unusual, but it works wonders by enhancing the flavors and providing a slight contrast to the sweetness. The salt actually acts as a flavor enhancer, emphasizing the unique qualities of the other ingredients, creating a much more well-rounded taste experience. But as always, don't worry about taking notes, as I'll be giving out the ingredients and instructions and posting them on bourbongospel.com. Ingredients. You need three ounces of a good vodka, two ounces of pineapple juice, one ounce of shambord and a pinch of salt. It's the typical three-to-one cocktail. To prepare the French martini, follow these simple steps. Fill a cocktail shaker with ice, ensuring that it is chilled. Add the vodka, the pineapple juice, and the board, and the pinch of salt to the shaker. And shake vigorously for about 15 to 20 seconds to chill and combine the ingredients thoroughly. Strain the cocktail into a chilled martini glass, using a fine strainer if desired to remove any ice chips or pulp from the pineapple juice. Optionally, you could garnish this with a fresh raspberry or pineapple wedge to add another touch of elegance and visual appeal. The result is a mesmerizing cocktail with a vibrant pink hue, exuding sophistication and allure. The French Martini's smooth texture, balanced sweetness, and subtle tartness creates a truly delightful drinking experience. The French Martini is a testament to the art of mixology, skillfully blending the flavors of vodka... Chambord, and pineapple juice to create a refreshing exotic cocktail that is perfect for both casual gatherings and special occasions. Its French-inspired elegance and tropical twist makes it a beloved choice among cocktail enthusiasts and the members of my household. So the next time you crave a drink that it seamlessly combines sophistication and fruity delights, indulge in the French martini and transport your taste buds back to France. As always, I'm open to hear your take and your input. You can reach me at brian at bourbongospel.com. And until next week, as Mark Twain said, too much of anything is bad, but too much whiskey is barely enough. Reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Brian Certain.
2: Hi, I'm Amanda Rogers, managing editor of the Mansfield Record, and you're listening to About Mansfield.
0: Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as we make the transition from news to talk, and in the studio today, You know, if you're a regular listener to About Mansfield, you know that I am a musician. I I love to go out and play. My kids also grew up in the music field. My my son is uh, currently in college working on his doctorate in music. My uh, daughter grew up in choir and musical theater. And in the studio today, this is kind of what we're talking about today, I'm really excited, uh, is... Dr. Scott Farrell, welcome to About Mansfield. It's a pleasure to be here. And uh, and you brought a guest today, and we're going to work her into the interview in, here, in just a second.
5: I've known you for a long time. Or known of me. Or known of you, because... <laughs> I get around. I get around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know that much about you, although
0: I know you are the infamous Dr. Scott Farrell. And, and so... I looked you up on Facebook. We're Facebook buds. Yes, we are. Not only, uh, we have 110 mutual Facebook friends.
5: I don't doubt it at all. I don't (laughs) doubt it at all. You get around as well. So the only (laughs) thing that I picked off from
0: your Facebook page about you was you are an unconditional
5: lover of humans, animals, and Mother Earth. That's true. That's what I decided just, that's going to be like my mantra, Oh. You know, and it's unconditional. So I, I love everybody, I love all animals, and I love Mother Earth. I think we need to be better stewards of Mother Earth.
0: Absolutely. You think then uh do do people love you unconditionally? Uh, and animals and uh, uh, and does Mother Earth love you unconditionally?
5: Uh, well you would think that with today's heat that uh I've I'm being punished, but it's it's not the case. It's just uh I think a reaction to uh, living in Texas, you can't help it. It's going to be hot. You have a doctorate in music. Doctorate in music and vocal performance. And, vo- okay, yeah. from the
0: University of Texas at, at Austin. Austin. The, yeah. the one down, down the street, mm. not not up the street. Exactly. And how, aside from hard work and
5: tenacity, how does one become a doctorate of music? Well, exactly what you said. I just didn't give up. It's not <laughs> that I'm smart. I just didn't yeah. give up. And so I think that's part of of success. Just don't give up. And, sure. uh, but I also love performing. I still do. I love singing. It's a part of my soul, heart and soul. And so I like sharing my gifts with others and I look for opportunities to do that.
0: Let's go back
5: because you don't have a Texas twang in your
0: voice. Sir. Uh, let's go back to uh, little little Scotty Farrell. Uh, are, uh, where, where are you from?
5: Well, I was I was born in, in uh, Joliet, <laughs> Illinois, but I okay. got my accent from down south in Greenville, South Carolina. They're where where, where <laughs> I can slip into that twang anytime you want. Yes, sir. <laughs> that, Joliet, my... Illinois. Illinois. Which is where, if I recall, Jake and Elliot Blues were from. I think so. Or or at least did time. Lionel Richie and also one of the largest prisons, I think, in America is there. Well, that's, okay,
0: that's, (laughs) right, from the Blues Brothers,
5: that's where Jake and Elliot Mm. uh, spent
0: uh, a month or a a day or two uh, there in in Juliet. Mm -hmm. And
5: uh, you went from Juliet to South Carolina? Yeah, because my mother was, uh, she was a Yankee. Mm-hmm. and dad was uh, a southerner in Greenville South Carolina and so the two of them was like, I'm like the best of both worlds you know you might you nice. might say and so mom had that you know northern accent from Illinois and dad had the southern accent and so all of my family live in the South, either either in Louisiana or South Carolina or North Carolina, and every time we get together, just all like this, <laughs> drinking know. sweet tea mm-hmm, on drinking, the porch. Yeah, and Grandma would say, "Well, honey, y- y- you want a little something to drink, you know?" <laughs> so we would sit there and would have our fresca and maybe a little something in it. Oh, <laughs> <fresca>. <laughs> and when at what age did you realize that music was was going to become your life? Ah, uh, probably it was in high school. Yeah, yeah. But music has has always been a part of my life. And mom would sit me down and say, "Hey, you've got to watch this musical. It's a classic." And so I was like, "Okay, mom." And so that she kind of introduced me to to musicals and theater that way at a very young age. And so I started playing violin when I was in fourth grade. That was my first love. I mm-hmm. loved the violin. Loved symphonies. I was a nerd, nerdy kid who you know. Played on the keyboard and did other, you know, nerdy kid things and listened to symphonies with my large headphones and yeah. conducted in my room. So that was me growing up. And, and then I decided, hey, I like doing this and accidentally got a doctorate in it. <laughs> Violin at age... Oh, in fourth grade. Fourth grade. Fourth grade. You do you still play the violin? Because I, still I play you, the violin. Yeah, you're, you're. And I you're, teach. I teach violin. Teach voice through the Arts Institute of Mansfield. Yeah, at what age did you start? Um,
0: uh, whether it's choir classes. Or, choir or you, sixth grade.
5: Okay. I had an unchanged voice, and she called me a cambiata, and I was like, "What the heck's a cambiata? I'm like that's what I was, unchanged voice." And then. My voice changed, and I sang my first solo. Oh, and cool.
0: So Cambiata means pre uh, I think puberty? so.
5: I, I'm hoping so. <laughs> <laughs> and then so you went from an alto to a uh, to a bass? Yeah, just about, you know, overnight. <laughs> yeah, two octaves lower, and, and away we go. Right. But, but I remember my first solo, and I sang in, in the cafeteria, and Mrs. Ezel had me sing Scarlet Ribbons. And I was like, what the heck, Scarlet Ribbons? But I sang Scarlet Ribbons sh- shook like a like i was in a hurricane i was just yeah. shaking feverishly and singing scarlet ribbons for her hair and i was like but that was it that was i just kept going is it from musical theater no no it's just a song she okay. picked out and a pretty dorky song that i had to sing in front of my peers and and they teased me about it and this was
0: all back in south carolina
5: where mm-hmm. I grew up, yeah.
0: Graduated from high school in South Carolina. In south what's, Carolina. What's a typical Friday night in South Carolina? Where, where it's least... football, you know. Well, it's I mean, okay. South. Let's say, uh, let's say it's February and it's not football season.
5: Uh, gosh, what is, I was. It was always music. I was always doing something musical, or I was also in scouts, an Eagle Scout, and so oh, nice. I loved, I loved being outdoors and. You know, mm-hmm. camping and that sort of thing so that was a typical thing for me
0: music being your life you were you any any bands uh, did, did did your life ever lead to, to rock and roll or country or uh, did were you pretty much on the classical path
5: I when I was in scouting my scout master played the banjo and so we <laughs> caught ourselves uh, his name was John ramsey late John ramsey we caught ourselves uh, uh John Ramsey and the Bluegrass Boys. And so I played fiddle in that bluegrass band and learned how to, you know, learned how to play by ear. And so that was yeah. a lot of fun. We'd do functions and stuff like that. And I also started singing in churches. I was singing uh, when I was in high school. I was in... a. We called ourselves the Peacemakers. It was me and the preacher's sons and another guy. There were four of us, and we'd go around and we'd do revivals and sing, you know, sing for churches. And got paid once, and I put all of that money into a brand new microphone. Ooh. So yeah, it was, that's it was, big time. It was big time. Big time. I was one, a per, one of these paid little profession. foam things
0: on top. And, yeah. <laughs>
5: exactly. I thought I was. I thought I was. You know, the bee's knees. With uh,
0: all right, so you, you're you're learning violin and then you have to play by ear. Was that, the the, the bluegrass band, was that your first yeah, th- that attempt my... at playing by ear? Mm-hmm. How difficult was that going from those little black notes on white paper to, to oh my gosh, I have to make up my own stuff?
5: Yeah, it was, it was a bit of transition, you know, but, uh, you know, I would listen to other people and kind of imitate what they were doing and and you know, then they would tell me, like, Yeah, that sounded good. Just keep doing that. I was yeah. like, okay, keep doing that. Because I like, double stops.
0: I've played in casual situations. Like in my home, I've got a piano and and a classical pianist shows up for, for dinner and I, I said, Hey, let's let's jam. Yeah. And the deer in the headlights, I mean, she can play a sonata or something, but she cannot I said, Okay, just play a C chord. Great. All right, now let's go to the four. Let's go to uh, an, NF, an F chord, okay? But she couldn't put it together into a into a jam. Mm-hmm. And it, but then she sat there and played some Beethoven. It was just okay. Oh it, my gosh!
5: Yeah, everybody's got their thing. There are very few that can really do improv well, and you know, read all the notes. Right. So it just depends upon what you're used to, what you're what you've grown up with. You know, our Pianist, organist Sonny Robertson over at our church is phenomenal improv, and she can read like like nobody's business. Give a shout is, out to the church. Yeah, yeah, First Methodist Mansfield, right across from Walmart. Ding, ding, ding. There's there's the plug, <laughs> uh,
0: and we'll talk about First Methodist here in uh, in a second uh, when we find out more about you. Are you now a well-rounded player? You can you can improvise. You can also read off
5: sheet music. I'm still more of a reader. That's how I grew up, and that's what I'm most comfortable with. You know, give me notes on a page, because Lord knows what I'll come up with on my own. So I I can't be responsible for anything of great musical interest that (laughs) I make up (laughs) out of my head. And
0: still a lover of classical music.
5: Oh, yeah, big time. Do you have a favorite piece? Oh, Gosh, so far as symphonies go, I love all the German romantic, Tchaikovsky. Beethoven is really my favorite. We share the same birthday. So, Ah. yes, I'm a big fan of Beethoven, Beethoven's third. I like all the odd numbers, first, third, fifth, seventh, ninth. Those are my favorite of the Beethoven symphonies. And when Mm. it comes to opera, uh, I love Wagner. I'm a big Wagner fan, just the genius of Wagner, still blows my mind. And so. The
0: Eastern, Austro- uh, the Eastern uh, Europeans.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Must be my Slavic blood in it's, me. Uh, yeah.
0: I don't know. There's something about just, just uh, aggressive. When I think Wagner, I think of the, uh, uh, well, I think of Apocalypse Now. Um, <laughs> and dun-dun-dun-dun, right of the Valkyries. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, or is it Valkyries or Valkyries? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and both work. Just like flout or flute. <laughs> Floutist, yeah. flutist. Uh, uh, Carmina Burana. Mm. It was just like from the opening note.
5: Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Big and loud. Yes. Love it. Yes. 1812 Overture. If it has <laughs> cannons in it, it's got my attention. <laughs> Which I've actually done before with live cannons. It oh. was, uh, we did that in Bavar, North Carolina when I was at music camp there. It was fun. Ye- it, those cannons ringing out over the mountains. Love it. Oh my gosh.
0: You just came off a tour. You you you're you're, you're, yes. you're now like a touring artist, or <laughs> uh, I don't know. Tell me about this tour. Were there were there green rooms with uh, with with blue M and M's? oh no
5: no no, it no. Was nothing <laughs> that nothing that glamorous at all. We uh, about every four years, uh, the choir, my my uh, my chancel choir, and I will from the we'll, church from the church. Yeah, we'll go on tour because a lot of them. Don't like to travel, you know, unless they're with other people in a group. So they love it when we go on. And it builds camaraderie. You get to know people. You don't really know somebody unless you travel with them. And so we get to know each other and... You know plant some plant some seeds out there, some good music, some good vibes and so we traveled to Canada this year, and I'd never been, so we went to uh, Montreal and uh, and Quebec City. We love Quebec City. It's like an old European town, uh, but yeah, we did probably eleven concerts in less than two weeks. We were mm. working our booties off, but it was it was uh, not for the faint of heart, a lot of these churches, gorgeous as they are. Um, didn't have air conditioning. So yeah. we would all, and all the ladies were fanning themselves. So like, oh, it's like, you know, so we'll, we'll manage. When we all did, you know, we'd keep smiling and keep singing. And there are no choirs in where we went. There were no choirs in Montreal, no choirs in Quebec, no choirs in uh, Toronto. Hmm. Um, so we were kind of an, an oddity, and they kind of missed their choirs. They just, are, it's a dying art form. I guess, yeah, and so they were very appreciative to have a a, lot, a large choir. You know, we had thirty-five people uh, singing, and also our handbells. We took some handbells. Oh, the handbells! And bells. so they sounded great in the in the cathedrals and in the churches. And mm-hmm. so we, uh, many, many were blessed by her presence, coming up with tears in their eyes. It was like, oh my gosh! we it's All well attended, and, not very well attended. Is, no, but those that were there were very appreciative. Uh, and we just. We blessed them and and represented Methodism, Texas, and the United States really well. Uh, the the and this
0: this all coming out of um, Methodist Mansfield again the 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 church right across the street from from Walmart. You it's, you you guys you guys are known for the pumpkin
5: patch. Yes, yes, okay, the pumpkin patch.
0: Oh, so and people out there are going, oh yeah, that one.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Aside from the services that are held at at the church. You you are also doing other musical things. Uh, what are some of, some of the other things that you're doing at the church?
5: Well, I've been there over 20 years now. So right. I've been working here in Mansfield since 2001. So what, 22 years now coming up. Uh, and ever since then, it's been my belief that First Methodist should be the center of of community support, we support the community in so many different ways. Not just with, you know, providing back to school goods and uh, other services that that are needed, but we also provide the community with opportunities to hear great live music. Mm-hmm. Uh, each and every Sunday, we have our orchestra and our choir, sometimes bells, and so we want to we serve the community in that way. But we also support main stage classic theater, which is a community group that I've been a part of for a long time. Right. Uh, we host the Mansfield Philharmonic, which has been around for about five years. I can talk more about that in upcoming concerts. We actually have Eldridge
0: Marshall coming up on the on the podcast. As the season is about to begin, wonderful, and Good. so he's going to come into the studio, and and we'll talk a lot about uh, about what he's doing and mm-hmm. uh, with the the Philharmonic. So. Yeah,
5: and we we also host uh, a couple of the high schools. They'll come, like Mansfield High School. They'll come and do their their winter concert in our sanctuary. We we host them. And, and I remember Reginald
0: Wright standing right there. Right there, uh, my son was in choir, mm-hmm. and then later my daughter was in choir. And mm-hmm. Lots so of
5: you've been to it. been there you know what it's like and uh, we, we love we love doing that we love supporting the community um We'll be hosting the Arlington Chorale uh, that Reggie is now directing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be coming up December the 8th. That's a Friday night. And so we're excited to do that. And hopefully we'll have uh, a new instrument in our sanctuary by then. Oh, do tell. Well, we're we're working. Uh, there. We've raised about $60,000 thus far towards the purchase of a concert nine-foot grand Steinway. Oh. And that's another way that. We support Eldred and the Mansfield Philharmonic. He's a phenomenal pianist. And usually we have to rent a Steinway mm-hmm. for those concerts. But we would love to have this instrument in our sanctuary to be available for high schools, for piano recitals, for symphonies. Uh, I think it's going to be a game changer. And I know Reggie was really excited about getting a nine-foot Steinway oh, I bet. as well. He, I bet. He's quite the musician himself. So First Methodist Mansfield, is it,
0: it's not just a church.
5: No. Not just a church. Yeah. We are a community church, and uh, we support the community, and we're open to everybody—open arms, open hearts, open minds, open doors—the whole thing. Tell me about the young lady that you brought into the studio t- today, and uh, and then let's 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 talk with Haley. Yeah, well, Haley Hudson's with us, and and I invited her to come along after we got in touch with each other about today's podcast, mm-hmm. and. She's a much more interesting person than I am. And, I'm not uh, sure
10: about that. Uh, yeah,
5: yeah, but she's, <laughs> uh, she one of, uh, she's one of my students that I've known for about four years now. And uh, she came to me and we started working together and some wonderful things started happening. Yeah, uh,
10: I've been with you ever since. Uh,
5: yeah, ever since. And so she just grew and blossomed into a phenomenal singer and musician, uh, two-time All-Stater, uh, doing musicals here in, in town, and is now finishing up her first year and
10: as a uh, musical theater major. As
5: a musical theater major, she Excellent. was uh, she was my Belle when we just did our uh, main stage classic theaters production of Beauty and the Beast, and that's a role that she has reprised and. I promised Haley that we'd, we'd get a good beast for her, even if I had to do it myself. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be gum if I didn't have you to <laughs> be the beast. And you so found a good beast. I found a good beast, I think. Well, Haley, and, uh, welcome to About Mansfield.
10: Well, thank you.
0: And uh, it, it turns out we, in in the, the few minutes that we had to chat before we start recording, we have a mutual friend.
10: We do. And, and we do. Your daughter, Sophia, we did Beauty and the Beast together.
0: You were a freshman- at Mansfield High School when yep. you landed the the role of
5: Bell.
10: Yeah, that was that that caused a big splash, but I had a good time with it. It was the summer after my freshman year. We um we put together a good show, I think.
0: I enjoyed it. Do you have now you've played Bell twice. Yes. Do you have a favorite line from the play, and a line not from another character, but a line of, of Bell's.
10: Well, Bell's my favorite, so let me think. My favorite line is, is he gone? Can you imagine? He asked me to marry him. Me, the wife of that boorish, brainless. It's right after Gaston asks her, asks her to marry him. And it's, it starts into the Bell reprise where she runs onto the fields and asks for a better life. Yes. It's my favorite part. Yes.
0: You know, Gaston was uh, particularly good at expectorating.
10: Uh, <laughs> yes. Very good. Very good.
0: Uh, which happened to be my favorite line. How, <laughs> how well do you connect to Belle? Are, for instance, are you a bookworm?
10: Yes. Well, I just started to be a bookworm bookworm if i'm honest. Okay. Scripts are my thing. So i read a bunch of scripts. i try to read a script every 2 weeks. That's my thing. Wow. Yeah. I didn't grow up to be a bookworm, but i kind of forced myself to be one and now i am a huge bookworm.
0: You read scripts? A script every couple of weeks uh, have you come across anything that you would like to perform in the future that you go, "Oh my gosh, this is this is me. I have to play this part." And if so, what would that part be?
10: Well, back to Beauty and the Beast, since Mm -hmm. I've done it twice, Belle is my favorite character I've played so far. Mm -hmm. I played a lot of princess characters. I played a nun. Um, I've played an evil eel. I've played a caveman in my most recent college performance. We did Firebringer. Um, But Belle's my favorite because she's so strong and intelligent. And I think that is what sets her apart from other princesses. I yeah, and I like how sassy she is. She's
0: kind of like Barbie.
10: Yeah, well, kinda. <laughs> Bar-
0: come on, Barbie. Barbie owns her own house in Malibu. She owns a Corvette. <laughs> she's a yeah. business owner. She's yeah. she's got to be a strong woman. Yeah, even yeah, a lot. There's a lot of stereotypical stuff about Barbie that that probably is not what she really is. I mean, I I I think she's a strong woman.
10: I think she is too.
0: It. I'm. No one just happens to buy a house in Malibu, I no. mean, if, if, unless they've got no. some backbone.
10: And she's got Ken wrapped around her finger, that's for sure. That's, right. that's
0: <laughs> right. You get So you've been working with Dr. Scott and for the past four years. Yes. What, uh, what has he taught you?
10: Well, he's taught me all about vocal technique, but since he's been working in the professional world for theater for a long time, he's helped me. He's been my mentor when I was going into college, these huge college auditions. I don't know if... People don't normally know, but to get into a musical theater program, each school only takes about 25 students with thousands of applicants. So it's a very tough process. And Dr. Scott was there the whole time. Right. We're in my living room, had all the lighting set up. My whole living room was turned into a studio to record for these auditions.
5: It's a big process. Yeah. Oh, I bet it is. And it's extremely competitive. Yes. Haley's uh, just finished up a a one-day musical theater workshop this past Saturday.
3: Mm
10: -hmm. uh, I'm trying to help kids learn about this college process because for me it was a huge wake-up call.
5: Yeah. And where do you go to college?
10: Dobbins Conservatory. So my conservatory is located at Southeast Missouri State University. Huh. I moved all the way to Missouri for this musical theater gig.
0: That's cool. (laughs) That's cool. Where do you see yourself in 10 years?
10: Well, in 10 years, I'm hoping to move to England after I finish. And I already have a couple of my professors are helping me get in contact with some agents, and I'm going to move there and find a job, hopefully.
0: Would that require acquiring a British accent?
10: Yes, so in the next show I'm doing, we're we're all doing a workshop with an English accent. Nice. So hopefully I can work on that. I've already got my dual citizenship. My dad's originally from England, which okay. is which is what's pulling me towards England.
0: Someday you'll be playing at the Old Globe Theater.
10: Hopefully, maybe.
0: And you have an upcoming workshop that you are you're teaching at the workshop or you are you're training at the workshop? But...
10: I'm teaching the entire workshop. Um I really want to help kids with the college process, so I have a day at First Methodist Mansfield, June 29th, from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. It's going to be a good time.
0: That's actually this coming Saturday, July 29th. 9 a.m. to 7 p.m.? It's an yes. all-day affair.
10: All-day affair. We have a showcase starting at 6, and it finishes around 7.
0: 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. What will what will the kids be learning between, what what's that, 7, 8, 9, 10? That's 10 hours. Of, yes. What are they learning?
10: So... I actually started interning at First Methodist Mansfield, and one of the jobs I do is I became a voice teacher this year, so we're going to do personal lessons with voice lessons and workshopping their songs. They also get to workshop their monologues with me, and then I go through. We work through an entire audition process so they can know how to audition. I work through their resume and headshots, and we also have a Q&A with Addie Morella. She's playing um, Cosette in the National Tour of Les Mis. And we yeah. do a self-taping session, and we talk about the college audition process and getting their materials. It's a long day,
5: but a long day. But I told Haley, it's like you have so much knowledge and information, just you know, from what you've been doing, and right. And so uh, I was like, you got to do a workshop. I, I want to go to the workshop. <laughs>
10: come, the on, come on,
5: Haley come on, come on, <laughs> Bring it. Uh,
0: tell me about your background. Then, how did you start in in musical theater?
10: Well, my story is kind of similar. I started at ASLO and I sang in the cafeteria. All I want for Christmas is you. And the choir teacher found me and snagged me. And then I was doing choir ever since. I was in Reginald Wright's choir all four years. And I started theater pretty late with um, Sarah Corley at Wester. We did High School Musical. Mm -hmm. Um, She got me to play Gabriella. That was a great time. And then once I joined at Mansfield... I kind it took off after Beauty and the Beast. I found my family and my mom came up to me and was like, This is really your thing. I had a huge background in choir, singing in choir, and with Allstate, it's a really rigorous program. So I was singing a lot there and but theater was the one I had the best time with. I think it's I think it's an art form that reaches the most people, honestly. Yeah. But I've been I've been singing since day one, since I was born. i I've been humming and
0: I think, generally speaking, more people would rather go to the theater to see music theater than to go to opera and a, a hall mm-hmm. and and see a
5: choir.
10: Mm-hmm. I would, I would, would agree. Would
5: both of you agree with that? Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. Totally, yeah. Well, I used to do opera, and, and then I got to musical theater kind of late, and I was like, you know— this musical theater, singing in English, uh, really gets to gets, gets a lot more people, I think. Yeah. But I love opera, too.
10: I did my first opera this year, and I, I would agree. It's harder to understand those opera singers, but it is a good time.
0: Dr. Scott, what's coming up with you? Uh, do you have any performances? Do you have anything, any, uh, anything our, our listeners should know about?
5: Um, other than you'll get to hear about the Mansfield Philharmonic yeah. uh, starting up, and that's going to be a wonderful, wonderful season. I already mentioned the the Arlington Master Corral coming up December the eighth, that Friday. You might, might, might want to put that on your calendar. Um, for me personally, uh, we've, we've got a Veterans Day parade coming up, as you know. Every um, November? Every November. This year it's actually on Veterans Day, eleven eleven. There so you go. So mark that uh, parade on your calendar because I'll have uh, my choir out there and then we'll have one of the high school choirs we always combine with to, to help lead and the, the, the salute. So that's coming up. I need to do a shout-out for Artscapes. That's coming up in September. I believe it's a Thursday night. Just look out for that because yeah. that really helps a lot of uh, a lot of artists be able to do their art and share their creativity with uh, all of Mansfield and the surrounding communities. Other than that, it's just choir and orchestra starting back up on August the 6th, and uh, we're going to be back in the sanctuary. We took July off, kind of, sort of, and excited about... Uh, getting getting started with with that keep, open to everybody keep doing what you're doing keep doing keep on you i can't believe you've been there 20 years I know it's amazing. The, so you you you're going for the Rolex, is that, uh... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, the fake one that you get in uh, off the streets in New York, that one. That's the one yeah. I'll get. But I'll I'll take it, you know, whatever. I just love I love uh love Mansfield. I live in Mansfield now. I used to live in Arlington, but mm-hmm. now I, I pay Mansfield taxes, which which hurt a little bit, but I'm here and supporting and uh my wife is uh a counselor here in MISD, and so uh, she's at Reed Elementary School. She's Cheryl Farrell, and she's uh, she's uh, she's my one and all. And uh, <laughs> that's a nice rhyme. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Cheryl it just, Farrell. Cheryl Farrell just makes you smile. But yeah, we, we, you can't say one without the other. You know, talk talk to Cheryl Farrell and. So um uh, that's pretty much what I do. I, I do my music. I love to teach private voice and violin, you know, through the Arts Institute of Mansfield there at the church. Right. And uh I love love helping people achieve their dreams and uh and their goals, which is a lot of fun for me. We'll be very busy and try to get a hike in every now and then and uh, and uh walk the dogs in the morning and and away we go. Life is good. Well again Appreciate your time.
0: Thank you so of much. Of course. Thank you. Thank you for a being pleasure. here. And uh, always a always a pleasure to meet Belle. This, ah. um, we'll see you in 10 years in London.
10: Hopefully. Come meet me there.
5: And we'll see you at the
0: uh, First Methodist Mansfield.
5: Yeah. Or or in town you know, at the, uh, the Veterans Parade. There you go. Come say hi. Thanks for being on About
0: Mansfield. Pleasure. Coming up next week on About Mansfield, we are in studio again with yet another fine Mansfield resident. You will just have to tune in. To find out who it is, as always, this is the place you'll hear the latest Mansfield news, sports, and conversation. Until then, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, share, love, or support this podcast if you haven't already. So you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Head on over to our website, aboutmansfield.com. Enter your email address right there on the homepage. We will never send you any spam we promise
1: about Mansfield is recorded at podcast Mansfield recording studio hosts Steve Casio and Colleen Daniel moment with the mayor feature Michael Evans Methodist Mansfield news to know Angel B. Asadi. Mansfield real estate market update Beth Steinke cocktail of the week Brian certain post-production editing mixing and mastering Steve Casio. This
0: podcast is copyrighted by Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this podcast without written consent is <sighs> prohibited. We thank you all for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Steve Casio, and this... is about Mansfield.